listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and if this podcast were any easier, I'd have slept with it in college. <laughs> uh, my name is Stephanie, and I plead temporary insanity. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we are temporarily insane because uh, Steph's very busy towards the end of the week, so we pretty much decided to just jump in uh, with both feet and cover the episode as best we could right after we saw it and uh uh no better a guest to uh bring in to help us with that but uh the uh, podcast overlord uh kevin bachelor welcome to the show thank you folks it's always a blast to be on with you folks <laughs> uh i want to say straight up off, off the bat i uh listened to last well two weeks ago um our podcast and uh again today and yeah, I got instructed on how to say win, win. <laughs> uh, the, the director, the editor of uh, iZombie, the director of the last episode, uh, Viet Win. So uh, I just want to say it again. Win, I got it. I got, got the last name. I, I was listening to it today and I'm like, oh, man, I sound like such a jerk. Yeah. No, it's okay. You got the passion. We, we know. We can forgive things like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the guy in the... Um, anyway, uh, how was you folks' uh, Thanksgiving, by the way? Was that, a, was that an actual, like, grammatically correct sentence? Uh, I knew what you meant. <laughs> how um, was it you folks'... It was fine. Yeah. It was, you know, drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right, well, we'll... we'll um, how was yours, Robin? Oh, I'm glad I you saw asked. A very, I, very, I saw a very lovely picture of, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving dinner, the table, everybody around oh, yeah. the table. That was nice. Yeah, my wife's family is uh, very big, very, very big. Oh, it was good. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, well, um, we have no leftovers tonight. We have a uh, brand new episode to talk about. But uh, I did want to first talk. Um, oh, man. I don't even know if I want to get into this, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll lead you out of the quagmire that you're going to try to get yourself into. Thank you. <laughs> of course, you know, always at the top of the show, we just want to bring it totally down by talking about ratings. <laughs> now, I don't know about the ratings for this night, um, but, uh, well, first of all, uh, iZombie did receive an order for six more episodes. Woo-hoo! And immediately the, uh, the, the net went, yay, you know, we got 19 episodes in the season rather than, you know, 13. Um, and you know, that's more than we got last season and that's great. And it's not going to just be a half season show and out. We've, we're going to be sticking around until hopefully like, you know, April. <laughs> um, and well, but I saw the cancellation, the cancellation bear. He gave it a smiley face. Yeah. There's been the war of our, you know, I'm always following the, the grim reaper and the cancel bear. And they're actually totally divided on, uh, basically these guys study ratings. If you're not a, a, at all, uh, following this, kind of stuff. These guys study ratings and they make predictions on whether or not uh, a show is doing well enough to be renewed. And the cancel bear is saying, you know, yay, it's, it's definitely going to be renewed. And the Grim Reaper is actually saying, oh, this is totally getting canceled. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, I guess, over the news. Yeah, I guess it's literally on the bubble. Like, 
one person can't one person's more um optimistic and one person's not yeah it's i mean at this point this far out it's like reading tea leaves okay it's a flip of a coin i mean there's too many other factors to have any serious idea of what's going to happen now i mean some folks saw that six episodes instead of the full nine like you said as a bad thing but just the other day, uh, CBS added episodes for Supergirl, but only gave them 20 in the season instead of the usual 22. So the landscape mm-hmm. is changing. Don't, you know, don't overthink so. things. Yeah, but I, I did see a lot of headlines for Supergirl, and it was like, hey, Supergirl got a full season. It's like, well, no, no, they didn't. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they got 20 episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all in the spin. It's all in the spin, you know. You gotta, I don't know, you know, the timing. Give, okay. No, I was going to say, you got to give CW credit. I mean, again, they, they you know, they, they are the fourth network. I mean, uh, that's a reason. They don't have the number of viewers, but they do support their shows, and they do, with the younger skewing audience, pay more attention to social media and buzz and other things. So, you know, I wouldn't be near as concerned as, as folks might be for shows on other networks. I, I really do hope they're, they are listening to the fans because we are uh, huge supporters and uh, I think the show gets a lot of love. I wish that it would keep the Flash viewers on, but oh well. <laughs> um, there is... Uh there is a little bit of uh, movement on the schedule. Last last episode, I was talking about like, oh, we should we should we should get this sh- our show into a different place. But it looks like uh, the only shows that the CW are moving are their like Thursday and Friday night shows, and uh, and iZombie is gonna stay where it is. So wait, what are they moving? Well, they're moving like the um, Vampire, Vampire Diaries, Diaries and Originals. Friday. Yeah, they're moving them to Fridays when they come so- back. Yeah. So where is Rain and Top Model? Top Models canceled, isn't it? Yeah, I think Top Models currently Fridays, and it's going to run out its run by like February when those vampire shows come back. Yeah, and I think Rain is over till the summer or something. Yeah, or? you've got the Legends of Tomorrow coming that. in on Thursday. <laughs> yep, and they have Containment oh. coming in, and let me tell you guys, I'm sorry for Containment. I saw that pilot at, at New York Comic Con, and I'll, I'll I'll just be nice and say it needs some work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it looks like containment's going to be iZombie's replacement uh, by the looks of it. You know, once iZombie runs out, and then they'll bring containment in. But um, uh, we'll see. I mean, 19 episodes. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it, it lasts all the way out to like April. And uh, then we'll just have to wait like one more month to find out the, the good news that it's going to be renewed for season three. <laughs> yep, yep. Like we said, let's live in the moment, enjoy what we've got, and not overthink that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the episode. It's called The Hurt Stalker. And again, I listened to last week's uh, podcast and I heard myself say The Hurt Locker out of uh, (laughs) habit. Nope, it's The Hurt Stalker. Um, This is the eighth episode of the second season. And um, yeah, I should say uh, straight off the bat, we have one more episode after this until our and that's our uh, that's our mid season finale. So uh, woohoo! Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm hoping we find out by next week uh, when the show comes back. That that'd be great. <laughs> but um, Hurt Stalker is written by Sarah Sadie. Wait, what'd you say? Um, I'm hoping to, to to find out if when we're coming back. No, what, what's the name of the episode? The Hurt Stalker. Okay, proceed. I'm sorry. Okay, next time rewind your iPod. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, written by Sarah Sadie, uh, who is uh, one of the new writers. Uh, this is her first episode of I Zombie. 
Um, I looked at her resume, and she uh, was one of the writers on the uh, failed sitcom The Goodwin Games, and was also uh, a writer on All My Children. So, uh, <laughs> like, let's get the soap opera writer to write the Fatal Attraction brain. That should be. <laughs> Um, and also our director is Michael Whale and Michael Whale, I mean, last, last episode, uh, uh, we in, damn it, Viet Nguyen, <laughs> Viet Nguyen is, is the editor and, uh, was given, uh, an episode to direct. And now Michael Whale is, uh, uh, the director of photography for iZombie and was given this episode to direct. So. And he's been around for a while. He's uh, done direct uh, photography, director of photography for uh, Continuum, Almost Human, Fringe, and Smallville. So he's a pro. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, since we're kind of doing this right after the episode, I'm nowhere near as organized as I usually am. So I'm just going to kind of walk us through the episode. And please stop uh, stop me whenever. Um, our first act is called Shamble of Shame, and we have. Uh, Liv coming home after uh, being at Majors and is drinking that hot sauce. And uh, I did see on Twitter that the hot sauce was uh, the same hot sauce that Liv was picking up uh, at the grocery store in the pilot in season one. So um, She's caught by Gilda. I'll call her Gilda in this scene. Um, and uh, where you been? Oh, I've been at Majors and Gilda is looking a little bit... Um, disappointed but she starts using a bit of mind games on Liv and says you know hey these uh um she's saying she was saying that uh she was also uh, hooking up with an ex and you know those problems never seem to go away and is is it just me or is she making these is she being animated with her face more lately like is she trying to um look like Steven Weber or, uh, you know, is she trying to um, move her face like Steven Weber moves his <laughs> to try to look more like his offspring? I don't know. I don't know, just I don't know if it's a conscious thing or not. <laughs> or, is it, or is this a femme fatale thing? Because, you know, her character is supposed to be, she's supposed to be like a throwback um, to a to a noir character. Yeah, she definitely is femme fatale to me. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, well, I mean, you, you know, definitely she, got the body language, though, as soon as she realized that Liv was, was back with me. Major, you could just see it. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, the unsaid part was you did what with who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do wonder. You know, when you know, I wonder if uh, Leanne Lapp knew that she was going to be the offspring of uh, Stephen Weber's character Vonda Clark, and she started to try to act kind of like how he is, how weird, you know, eccentric he is. But I don't know. Um, so we go to our murder scene, which is in a parking garage, and this uh, girl, Regina, who we did see in last week's episode, which is or two weeks ago, um, which is why I didn't want to say anything, because I knew this was, that girl is going to be the uh, murder victim this week. Oh, you did? I had yeah. no idea. Mm. And this is not anything like I was expecting. No. <laughs> and yeah, she says, this guy is like a taxer. He says, you brought this on yourself. And uh, then she just all of a sudden pulls a knife on him or something. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, you could tell he just, he was going to rough her up. Yeah. For something that she had did. But she, you could tell she, she had, like, you could just imagine more of a backstory for her because of she had a gun in her purse, a knife in her and purse. A, like a butcher knife, yeah. You yeah. know, like, what yeah, is going on one. with this girl? Mm. 
Yeah, and she was just about to murder this guy when she gets shot. Yeah, like what kind of business is this girl in? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's a wedding planner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, we we go to the crime scene next, and uh, Clive was having a pretty bad morning to begin with, and now it's an even worse one because this woman is somebody he used to date, and that happens to be his gun. Not so good. that is why he is in trouble. He looks like he's a... Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> a killer? A, a person who is, a who criminal? did it. Guilty? He's a suspect. That's the word, suspect. <laughs> because it's his gun. She yeah. stole it from him. Yeah. So, uh, in our next act, it's called Calling the Shots. And it's, uh, we're, we're all about shots because, uh, Vaughn's making Rita do shots of Max Rager. One's a uh, bubblegum with mint, and the other is just called yellow. Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and while yellow tastes like urine, uh, bubblegum actually tastes worse than urine. So, uh, um, but uh, Vaughn is, you know, trying to uh, encourage her to, he's very excited about this Max Rager. Um, but uh, Rita, we'll call her Rita here, uh, is uh, is more concerned that uh, Liv and Major are hooking up. Yeah, she's really wants to get him riled up about this idea about how bad this could be, and he's just like, "No, it's all part of the plan. Don't worry about it." Yeah, yeah. I had to rewind back, and I'm uh, just to listen to the scene again. But he says something about how he thinks Liv won't. Out um, the fact that they are killing zombies if she discovers it to the police because then she'd pretty much have to give herself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one secret she can't afford to let get out there. So to him, it's no problem at all. I mean, she there's no way she'd be willing to do that, at least in his mind. Right. I almost think like, well, can't she just not say that she's a zombie and <laughs> still say, hey, they're murdering people over there? But then again, you know what? She turned into end. One thing that's uh, kind of dropped, I think, when they get in the elevator, uh, it's either Vaughn or Rita says something like, Major has killed eight zombies. Eight, yes. I did note that number. So... Is that is that the uh, people at the uh, meet cute he's in, he's including or people that he's killed off the list because there's only three in that freezer unless he's added five more <laughs> which uh, that's got to be one packed freezer uh, yeah I mean, yeah we were... I was I was assuming it was eight off the list mm-hmm. yeah I was a little concerned for that reason because we had talked a little bit about at least in the Facebook group about yeah. How many had Major actually killed or we thought he had killed? So when when he said eight, you're right. My mind went, okay, where is that number coming from? Maybe he killed five mm-hmm. and then three are the ones in the freezer. And it's funny because, you know, out of show uh, stuff is getting in the way of what I'm thinking about because I saw an interview with Robert Buckley, which I posted in our Facebook group, and he actually said that he doesn't think that Major has killed anybody. But but he, you know, his conscience was killing him. Conscience mm-hmm. was killing him. So he had to have done something for his to be so, uh, you know, upset. And tortured. And BT Dubs, that dress on Gilda was so cute. Or Hilda, whoever she is. Cute dress. Hilda? You mean, you mean Gilda? Gilda, Hilda, whatever name is. Broomhilda? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wicked Witch of the whatever it was. Easy. <laughs> 
I gotta say, I have this uh, episode going on mutes, and there is nothing that wants to that makes me want to get to the gym more than seeing this zombie throwing it down on the treadmill here. <laughs> I think if we have like maybe a, a slice of pizza dangling in front of the treadmill, <laughs> it can help me out. Yeah, and, and- IV of uh, Supermax. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the doctors are, they're, what is it? They're like Spinal Tap drummers. Yeah, I loved that line. <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Yeah. They're turning into the red shirts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was sad because the, the last one was, uh, was a, a, a veteran of the X-Files, at least in recurring characters. But uh, this is, we have this uh, new Dr. Lockett. And um, we didn't actually uh, get back to this, but... Um, Oh, wait, maybe we did. Oh, my gosh. What? Well, you know, uh, Supermax is making this zombie act like a freak, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And they start talking about how, you know, the blood sample helped, but we need, like, a human volunteer. And Mm -hmm. Vaughn's like, I think I know one. Right. And I was thinking to myself, oh, maybe he's going to either, you know, uh, inject uh, Rita or this Dr. Lockett, like another. But now that I'm thinking of what happens towards the end of this episode... (laughs) Perhaps he's the human volunteer. Oh, that's right? the part that surprised me because I thought when he said that he was going to like slip it to Major somehow. Oh, yeah. Him. And then when we saw the gym scene, I'm like, oh, he's going to be his own test subject. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think Liv's going to have quite a fight on her hands uh, towards the end of the season, or maybe even next week. Who knows? <laughs> oh yeah, he looked super powerful. Yeah. And also super angry when he threw that ball at the guy. So yeah, he's going to be snapping like a twig. Yeah, I like it though. It's a, it's a Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde kind of thing. It's uh, very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we go back to the morgue, and Ravi is a bit irritated because this uh, Detective Kavanaugh is on the case, and he's been he's been sticking his nose into things and really just you know out to uh, uh, get Clive. He's you know the bullet matches the weapon. There's no alibi. We've and, seen this Kavanaugh before, hadn't we? Oh yeah. He's the uh, guy who had the scented candle on his desk, and then the lady brought the gun in. Yeah, he got thrown. the collar. Yeah. 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 So he got a super easy case dropped in his lap. So I'm supposing that that case, I suppose that case gave him some sort of notoriety as like a, a great detective. But uh, he seems to be on his game in this episode. And, yeah, uh, but he's taking way too much enjoyment out of uh, trying to take Clive down. Hmm. I wonder. You know, well, Clive is always known as a... Uh, um, a, a cop that nobody really likes, especially nowadays, since he's been looking into uh, you know um, his old boss's um, mm-hmm. hero death. I forget what his name is. Suzuki. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Kavanaugh's like easy case, whatever. So in our next act, it's uh, it's called uh, "I'm Only Happy When It's I'm Brains." I'm only happy when it's brains. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh, that made me laugh. Uh, that was almost my opening line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're at the morgue, and Liv figures that uh, they won't need help with this brain. They're not going to even need. He's, they're not going to any any clues at all. And again, because I, she yeah, because she hates the thought of even thinking that. Clive is guilty. You know, of course, that's just silly. Right. And again, you know, it's not like she can eat these brains and see the last moments of her before she died, even though that's what she told Blaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, another thing uh, Robbie is concerned about is uh, what if what if Liv sees uh, Clive's O-face? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he yes. if he's like, you know, he's kind of super angry when he's at it. 
What is brilliant about this episode is we've been wanting a Clive-centric episode because we need to know more about Clive. And have they been keeping him kind of a secret just for this purpose? Just to say there's so much that you just don't know about Clive. And here it is. Mm -hmm. He can play piano. He is a Cajun chef. or He he loves to cook Cajun food. Mm -hmm. He, you know... I, I just think this it loves Game of Thrones. This is this is just brilliant. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's it's great how it kind of blends in with uh, what we saw earlier when uh, you know Liv really wanted to hang out with them. Uh, it turns out you know Clive was like, "No, I'm good." And it turns out that he's just he's not a fan of uh, you know putting his work life and personal life together. Except, yeah, what did, for Fazio. <laughs> yeah, what did Robbie say? He's a separation of church and state, church yes. and state, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I loved how Fazio just rolled all those details off her tongue. I mean, she's <laughs> totally obviously we know since they're together, but I mean. She, he knows everything about him. Uh-huh. So Bobby was just, oh, he was swimming in all that information. He just loved it. <laughs> and she also brings a package. We have our, uh, we have a nice little scrapbook here. And uh, it's full of Photoshop craziness. <laughs> yeah, wow. And as soon as Robbie realizes how crazy this woman is, he starts telling Liv she should go through <laughs> So... <laughs> Which wasn't, I don't know, it was a little, probably a little suspicious, I would think, but whatever. Um, yeah, she had celery with peanut butter and brains, so I never thought celery could look more revolting than the. <laughs> yeah, so I just, uh, celery, I don't get it. Yeah. Don't get celery. It's funny, um, uh, I made a big Facebook rant about celery before Thanksgiving and said, you know, don't ruin stuffing. And somehow that got back to my mother-in-law and <gasps> she, um, she made uh, Thanksgiving dinner and all of a sudden right in front of me appears this little bowl of stuffing that has no celery. In it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thanks. She's like, I heard you don't like celery. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so back at majors, uh, Liv is worried about this uh, sinful, diva shampoo and it turns out to be robbie's i think <laughs> i guess yeah because she smells it and it does smell like robbie it does smell like it yeah, yeah. It smells like princess sparkles <laughs> <laughs> but oh gosh jealous live that is so undignified yeah you know mm-hmm it's so undignified for Liv, and it's not fair Incredibly. for Major because nothing has changed. She's yeah. just super paranoid, worried, crazy, jealous. And grabbing his uh, hand while he's sleeping, not once yeah. but twice in to this open episode. the phone. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. When, that when is he so... first, yeah, when she first, you know, went at him about the who's Rita, I'm like, oh, it's all going to come out. It's all going to yep. come out. Um. <laughs> But yeah, uh, using his grabbing his hand and using his thumbprint to open his phone—that's so devious. Mm-hmm. That is cross. Like you know, when you're in a relationship, you know, like I don't look at my husband's phone. He doesn't look. You know, you respect each other's privacy. And oh, that's just crossing. You know. Yeah, well, that's just further reinforces how cuckoo for cocoa puffs are victimless yeah. from this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Um, and, you know, Liv confesses that it's the brain and, you know, she can fight it. And uh, Major, you see Major go back to the bedroom and scramble with the sedative. And I think it must have been like a copy of the list. It was the list, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had, you could see names on it. Um, but Liv catches him closing the safe. And so that. And he looks suspicious. Yeah, he sure did. He and, backpedaled pretty good in that scene, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, yeah, he's He like, reminded her that she was going to fight this brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He really, I mean, sure, he has a right to be offended at her, you know, snooping or whatever, but he totally plays that against her, um, even later, especially later in the episode, where, you know, he's really just trying to keep her out of this this whole business, and uh, and he's just playing the whole, it's like, oh, you, you, you should know better, we made a promise, whatever. But really, she should know. She should know that. I mean, you know, obviously it's it's not her I guess it's not her business that he slept with uh Rita, but it is, you know, important that she should know that he's out killing or freezing zombies, I think. Yeah, that might get in the way of the relationship. <laughs> so, back at the police department, uh I did we see this this chief uh for the first time in in the office. I think she he's yelling at a uh, uh, Lieutenant Devore. Um, but uh, Clive is telling Robbie and Liv to stamp the case, take all the clues to Kavanaugh, um, and admits that Regina was just a wedding planner, but also was called a badge bunny. <laughs> that she went after with guys with badges, and Robbie said, Oh, I have a badge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the joke later that she said, She says that Regina took NWA's biggest hit literally. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah. This was a funny episode. I, yeah. I loved it all. Yeah, uh, the writers, they tweeted that uh, since Clive told him about badge bunnies, Robbie's been flashing that thing everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it also. Uh, Oh, it, I thought this was cool because uh, Liv in even Cowgirls Get the Black and Blues uh, really played the victim, you know, in a sympathetic way of telling the boyfriend, like, no, you know, she really loved you or whatever. And now we have her doing the same thing, but for this, you know, kooky Regina character you, with her brain. So I thought that was an interesting way. You know, like the victim uh, t- talks through Liv for better or for worse. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like Liv is defending the yeah. actions of the person that she ate there because she, she can closure. Yeah, because she can see their perspective. Mm-hmm. And y'all, your yeah. toenail clippings, no biggie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also in the scene, Robbie is doing uh, Game of Thrones quotes to get uh, a reaction out of Clive. Oh yeah, again, loving every second of it. Is he get a chance? Oh yeah, he yeah he brought <laughs> up Star. Rob Stark. Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> the Red Wedding always gets a, a rise out of Game of Thrones fans. Uh, yes, it does. Um, <laughs> so we go to uh, our our new business, our new uh, business, uh, Karma Cleaners, which we find out later stands for Carl and Uma. Um, together, brother and sister are the owners of this. And we meet Uma, who says that Regina was an incompetent wedding planner who ruined her wedding, like stumbled in drunk and puked all over her dress and just the worst. And uh, then we see that uh, Matthew Voss, uh, her, her fiancé, her, her husband at this point, um, may have been one of uh, Regina's fixations because uh, Liv has a vision. 
and then we see that uh, Matthew has himself a cop uniform. So. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> that was a good twist. Yeah, I like this actress. She's probably on Supernatural. You know, she's one of those. Uh, um, I actually re- retweeted uh, one of her tweets. It said that she was on The Strain. Yeah, I think she was. Yeah, like she's the been ex-wife. in several things. Yeah, and being human, I really liked her on Being Human. She dated um, the American version, Sam Witwer. Yeah, Sam oh, Witwer's okay. character. I catch yeah. up on that. I saw like the first season. Anyway, off but yeah, uh, the the writer of the episodes. <laughs> I'm I'm reading uh, his Dothraki subtitles as he's saying that, and uh, <laughs> Sarah Sarah Sadie, the writer, actually wrote down what that means somewhere on Twitter, but I, I can't look for it live right now. So yeah, and Sarah said that she uh, really liked that actress. She wished that they could get her out of jail somehow and have her back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so many good uh, uh, recurring actresses and actors uh, come through here. Yeah, yeah, they have good casting. So the next chapter title is called A Very Wrong Engagement, where they <laughs> discover that they need to go to the Lovelocks Bridge, which I think must be a, um, a famous place in Seattle, I'm assuming. I know that they that they have that in Paris. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because they had to get rid of the locks recently for some reason. But I, would, I think that that could be a place in mm-hmm. Seattle. And I like to live figured things out by the locks and that was a lot better than the uh the way an ampersand was written in the last episode <laughs> at least the locks they all looked like they were made at the same place and had the same initials so but uh yeah robbie finds the scrapbook and uh some guy in the picture is getting photoshopped out it's the same picture who could it be um the last lock that she finds is rs plus wp so who is wp um so live uh, tracks down the SUV and it turns out it belongs to the Seattle PD and this person was such a jerk that they plowed through a bike bike group and nearly ran everybody over and then actually came back and ran over their bikes. So this chief is a real jerk. Yeah, they cemented that pretty easily, huh? <laughs> Um, and so we go back to Libs and she's going through Major's Facebook. Uh, you know, we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Rita is a bit surprised when uh, Liv brings up some slut named Rita. Oh, yeah. Talk about <laughs> facial expressions. Make sure to watch that scene again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a little bit worried. <laughs> I think pissed is what comes through the mind, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. She does say that he deserves to be punished. Yeah. Talked about Major. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, that Major said that um, she threw herself at him at a weak point. Like, yeah, she didn't do that. <laughs> um, so, in the next chapter title, 99 Problems But a Stitch Ain't One. Uh, we just at the morgue. Clive brings po boys, and Robbie and Liv kind of talk him into admitting that he actually made them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is great. And Kavanaugh shows up pissed because somebody stole the evidence off his desk, which turns out to be a scrapbook. Um, so Liv gets this text message. Now she's like, "I got to get a hoodie, a slim jim, and a headlamp." Because they're promising, yeah, because they're telling Clive, you know, don't worry, we're not doing anything wrong. <laughs> and then he hears that. <laughs> yeah, better if you don't know too much. <laughs> oh, and Robbie also so, gets to use his George R. R. Martin line here. Yeah, what's he up to? 
<laughs> because that's yeah. Because for readers, which I am not, I wish I did. The readers are so you know they want him to write because he's writing so slow. Well, the, the fact that the show is caught up already. I mean, yeah. the show is writing their own version of this story at this point. Uh, so outside of Middy's Bar and Grill, and I just trying to think like Mitty. Like is that a Walter Mitty joke? Secret life of Walter Mitty? Or I don't know. It's, like all the business names always seem to, you know, be made up and there's a reason why they're there. But I don't Yeah, know. always always looking for something. I mean sometimes there isn't anything. It's like I took us a, a pause on the license plate when yeah. when she got in the car looking at it going, Okay, is this supposed to mean something too? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Liv has found this SUV, breaks in, and is looking for some information. But then, beep, beep, the car is unlocked, and she hides in the back. And we find out that it was the chief that owns this SUV. And that uh, this, what was taken off the desk was the scrapbook with him in it. And uh, Liv swipes some pics, but the chief catches her. And uh, I, I, here we go with, I think, one of the best parts of the episode is the... Uh, the dead woman walking uh, <laughs> chapter, which is uh, it's great because I think we've talked about this even on the podcast before. Like, what if zombies were in jail? Like, that would be uh, that'd be a problem because they can't get brains. And you actually see at the beginning of the episode, like, oh, she didn't actually eat much of that brain before she was interrupted. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just a little bit of crazy brains is super crazy. I can't imagine if she ate that whole thing, but. Um, so Liv, Liv is being marched in and she tells the guard that she wants her doctor to bring her meals and she's like, what do you want a massage to? Or... <laughs> <laughs> and she's, uh, it, it's great. So this is almost like a Rorschach thing where she's like, you know, I, I, maybe, maybe we should give me a private cell and he's, and you know, they're like, they're like, oh, don't worry about these people. They won't hurt. He's like, I'm worried about them. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I feel like that they have a hard time finding a reason for Liv to go full on zombie. Yeah. You know, to do the red eyes, to get angry. Yes. And this was a great way for her to get to want to kill somebody. Oh, God. <laughs> this woman will not shut up about her, like, rights to smoke weed. It's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> Ferguson. Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't believe she started yelling Ferguson. I, I was know, like, seriously? Hot uh, button. That, that's a little wrong. <laughs> But, uh, oh, this will not be the last you guys see of Pam, Liv's cellmate. She will be returning in a future episode. Oh, is that from the writer? Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh that could be good. Uh-huh. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, um, Ravi, oh, she, she has this, uh, she, she's having a problem getting peace and quiet so much that she meets up with Ravi at the phone booth thingy that they talk at prisons with. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, but, uh, Ravi communicates the information about, you know, majors away with the basketball team. There's two blood types. One's Gene, Regina's. Who's the other blood type they're going to test against Clive. But then he's, then he's like, oh, all right, what do you want to talk about? And we've got eight minutes left. And she's like, nothing, just <laughs> silence. <laughs> because that cellmate is, uh, going to drive her, uh, insane. 
Um, but Major does show up for a visit, and at this point, the brains have totally worn off so much that they're kind of joking about how much of a stalker she's been. In Major. Is this where he says uh, he's going to have a, a party and invite... Uh, <laughs> strippers. Strippers. Yeah. <laughs> Adult and, film and stars, like, yeah. No contract. They can do whatever. They're going to play Twister or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then, then we go to the nighttime and... Yeah, this 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 woman was about to die. <laughs> yeah, her snoring was about to push was her over the edge. Yeah, and we got an awesome zombie face. We don't get to see her go into full on zombie mode very often, but it's always awesome to see. But uh, yeah, Robbie shows up with a shake because Robbie's the one that always picks up people from jail, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, unfortunately, it is a little bit of leftover Regina. So back <laughs> that's to all they had. Fatal attraction again. Um, so uh, it turns out the chief was in the original pick, but that ring is in the pick is kind of unique. It belongs to Uma. So Liv says, "Let's go solve this." But meanwhile, we get this awesome scene at the gym um, where Major is training Vaughn, and Vaughn is getting. I, I, let me tell you, I've been to the gym, and I get annoyed at this too. You got this beefy guy who's all in his own zone. He's got his earbuds in, and he's just like, you know, doing monster noises and stuff. And you're just like, you shut up over there. Yeah. 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 Do you hear what you sound like? (laughs) You're so obnoxious. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he drinks, Vaughn drinks some, some Supermax and says, I'm, I'm ready for some more weights. And Major, his eyes bug out when, uh, Vaughn just starts lifting those weights, like, you know, right up and then, uh, breaks out and tosses that big black ball at, uh, the weightlifter and says, grunt again, you big baby. That's a medicine ball. That's a <laughs> medicine ball. Or was a kettlebell? <laughs> okay, right? beyond, beyond my Kettle knowledge base. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so we go to our last chapter uh, here. The uh, the co-owner was this guy from the beginning. Is the brother Carl Uma Karma Karma Cleaners? Karma 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 Cleaners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because during this episode, I was like, "Are we going to hear Karma Police in this chapter?" Because Car- <laughs> Karma Police was a chapter title, but uh, when he gets in the van to escape, it's Karma Million. So. And yeah, there's Kavanaugh. So uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. He didn't he didn't he wasn't so narrow minded that he wasn't you know wasn't worth trying out other suspects. So um, yeah, it wasn't that he had like a vendetta against Clyde. Right, yeah, he was yeah. trying to take him out. Yeah. He was wanting uh, the actual justice. Yes. <laughs> And I thought this was a pretty interesting uh, scenario, seeing Liv in, an inter- in the interrogation room with another detective grilling a witness. I was like, hmm, maybe, uh, uh, um, maybe we'll see some episodes without Clive at all. It was kind of funny that for an episode that was centered around learning about more about Clive, Clive wasn't a big part of it. <laughs> hmm. He wasn't, you know, on the case a lot. He did have a few scenes, but... He was sidelined. He was... Out of commission, he was yeah. just. Uh, what could he do? Yeah, lose his badge being, for right. Being the suspect, he kind of had to. So it was. It was a really brilliant way to do that to make it a Clive-centric yeah. episode without yeah. a lot of Clive. <laughs> it's all about Clive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it did look very weird to watch Liv going through that routine in the interrogation room without him. I, I got to say, it was just weird, you know. Mm-hmm. And Kavanaugh wasn't didn't act incompetent. He seemed pretty incompetent when we first met him in uh, the other episode with the gun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, no, that's going to kill me. Uh, through the gun. It was even cowgirls get the black and blues. It was that one. Uh, score Robin. Okay, so. <laughs> So the chief is happy that uh, Uma is admitting that her brother murdered it, and, uh, murdered or her brother was a part of that, and that she murdered um, Regina because she was defending brother. So now this scrapbook that has his face on it isn't ever get out. So we've got kind of a scumbag uh, chief of police now set up in the department. So that I think I'm, I'm, I have a feeling we're going to see him later. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They're going to. There's no way they don't go back to that well. <laughs> and we, you know, you never know. He may be a zombie because um, anybody could be a zombie at this point. And Uma, uh, before going away to jail herself, uh, puts a bug in Liv's ear by saying, "Every man cheats." Cheats, yeah. Driving that point home again. No, they don't. Some men are very loyal. (laughs) Thanks. At least somebody's thinking about (laughs) this. Yeah, but but the mindset that lives in right now, she doesn't need to hear more of this. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's sad because we find her next trying to get into that safe and she says that something in there is going to break my heart. <laughs> um, major appeals to her senses and she's just like, I'm begging you to open the safe. And uh, yeah, nice play, Major. He's got just the engagement ring in there. He's a smart man. He knew they was going to get pulled on that one, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had a nice little Everybody Hurts, little cover of Everybody Hurts playing, you know, so... Um, so everything's all good until later that night the phone buzzes and it's uh, it's Rita and Liv uses Major's fingerprint again and s- pretends to be him and uh, Rita sends a little selfie but ah, there's no head in the selfie it was just the body so but it seems that at the end of the episode she just continues to keep texting to her so I wonder if this is going to be an ongoing game. It just to me this very much the the last few minutes reminded me very much of the ep from uh, when we had the uh, and the name is now escaping me but when uh, you know Liv was seeing the little devil on the oh yeah and we thought that she had actually Astro yes yeah and and that we thought she you know had that real discussion with Major that she was a zombie and everything was going to oh, be okay yeah. and they pulled the rug out from under us and then here we see them have a great embrace over the ring and then. Oh, no, he's cheating with Rita. Like, damn it, just when they were getting on good ground again, they're going to rip the rug out from under us. Uh, I really hope that uh, next week's episode, I mean, it is the mid-season finale. I'm really hoping that they planned it as the mid-season finale and that, you know, some some, some big is going to happen next week. I mean, I, I think they must have because uh, from promo pics I've seen, there's Christmas stuff in there. There's holiday stuff in there. So they might have thought, hey, this is the episode that's going to be our mid-season now. So. Yeah, and I'm personally, I'm kind of thinking we're going to have a uh, scene somehow where Liv and Rita kind of have a little bit of a showdown, shall we say, or Liv realizes who, you know, that her roommate really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that's that's somehow that's going to come out um, in, in one way or another. I hope she plays it cool and, and discovers who it is and then follows her back to Max Rager and then go for it or something. I don't know. Yeah, or, or Liv is going to stumble across that uh, uh, outfit that Rita had in the selfie or something in her possessions mm-hmm. and kind of put two and two mm-hmm. together. Yeah. 
But again, like, is does Rita know? Like, does Rita? This, this seems a little out of character for the way Major's been acting towards Rita. That he would respond in that way. So maybe Rita is thinking, "Ha, this is totally live texting." So yeah, but I I gotta this. figure she figures either way. It's a good thing. Either he's still interested yeah. in me, which she wants to have happen. It certainly appears, or even better, she'll twist the knife more on Liv. So mm-hmm. I think she realizes it could have been either of them. <laughs> Oh, I love this show. <laughs> uh, well, is there anything else that you guys wanted to mention about this episode before I go into feedback? What little we have? No, just kind of what Steph said a little earlier. I mean, for for the the, hum- the good amount of humor, nice subtle stuff. Really, kind of not knee slapping things, but a lot of things that really make you chuckle and smile and appreciate what they did. You know. Yeah. Totally. And I like yeah. this new writer, and I like, uh, you know, the director was great. I, I, good stuff. What were you going to say, Steph? Sorry. And I like I like when they speak our language, you know, the <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones and the yeah. Spinal Tap mention. I mean, right. come on. They, just... they, they're having fun with us, and I love that. Yeah. I really do. Amazon had a, uh, too late folks in the podcasting, sorry, since we're in the past here, um, had a promotion uh, today only like a 30% off by a season of a TV show. So I used it as the opportunity to buy the season of uh, iZombie so I can do my rewatch in the summer now. Yay. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I, I know there's a lot of jokes and so much good stuff that on a nice casual rewatch, we're going to pick up so many good things. Yeah. Yeah. I like how I have my season. I have mine on. I also have it on Netflix. But I know it's great to have a physical copy because it, it, it's good to loan to friends. Be like, check out this show. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Read us. Work your way through it. So, yeah. Uh, folks, why didn't you read my mind and send us a bunch of feedback in the within the hour yeah, after? Yeah, the moment after the episode <laughs> ended. Come on. We all know you're waiting to do it. <laughs> 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 so yeah, there isn't any feedback, unfortunately. Um, so although we do have to point out that unfortunately this was a patentless episode. Oh, Frank. Yeah. No. <laughs> I know Frank will be very disappointed, as many of us still are. But you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, maybe next week. Uh, let's uh, let's get into uh, next week's episode. It's going to be called Cape Town. And it is the ninth episode of the season. And the description is... Uh, Justice rolls in. Liv, Detective Bebenye, and Ravi... I'm going to pronounce it that way. <laughs> and Ravi work together in solving the murder of Chris Allred. Now, I'm going to pause there and say, if I, if you guys are actually huge iZombie fans, you know that Allred name is taken from the artist um, of iZombie, the, the comic book, the husband and wife team, Mike Allred and Laura Allred. Um, so, okay, so solving the murder of Chris Allred, who was a high school shop teacher by day and a vigilante crime fighter named The Fog by night. <laughs> <laughs> no. gets in trouble while on superhero brains and becomes a little too much for Clive to handle. <laughs> Meanwhile, Major has an eye-opening conversation with a new friend. Lastly, Blaine forces Liv to do the unthinkable. Uh, Marzi Almas directed this episode, written by Diane Ruggiero Wright. Yeah, see, by the, by the fact of who's writing this one, I think they knew this was going to be the mid-season finale. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, old-school uh, Smallville director I see there, I'm very happy. So, 
<laughs> directing a uh, episode where Liv does superheroics. I'm I'm super psyched. <laughs> and I hope many How of you got this a chance. Not be good. Yeah, I got a chance to see those photos that you put in the Facebook group for what Liv looks I, like in this episode. <laughs> I lost my mind when those were published out. The way. I was like, Sir, I kept looking at. It. I was like, Is this a Photoshop? Is this? Photoshop? I know. I was like, This is too good to be true. Who's yeah. going with me? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I I think that's it uh, for today. Um, anything else, folks? Uh, Kevin, do you want to um, plug where we can find you on the web? Oh sure. Uh, many of you uh, already know, but for those who don't, I'm a huge genre TV fan. We do a weekly podcast over at our site at uh, TuningIntoSciFiTV.com, where we cover all the genre shows, including iZombie. So feel free to come by and news about uh, genre shows and discussion of different ones each week. We have a lot of fun. Cool. And stuff. What? Uh, Redemption cast? We already (laughs) talked about the stuff in the pre-recorded thing. Oh, okay. Uh, You know, the thing I'm going to play now. Bye! The iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Thank you for listening to our show. Obligatory contact information in 3, 2, 1, go! You can follow me on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow me as well at L. Robinero. If you like what we do, check out our other podcast about the Joss Whedon show, Angel Redemption Cast. Find us at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. I also have a third podcast all about the Marvel Netflix television series, The Defenders Podcast. Find that at defenderspod.com. Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Facebook discussion group, facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast. You can find those links and more on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Use those delicious cerebellums and make sure you leave it on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're out. Brain Appetit!